You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim, your loud but cuddly host, and with me, as always, is my partner. It's Rocco. Did did you just tell them that you're cuddly? I'm very cuddly, I'll have you know. I'm adorable. (laughs) Oh, good God. (laughs) Okay, I may be drinking Uh, on the job, too, but that's a whole other... I gotta listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, my wife thinks I'm adorable. I mean, she did once, that's why she married me, but yeah, after that, she learned otherwise, but that's all right. So that's okay. So there's your first laugh. But here's your second laugh for today, Rocco, because you mock me and you don't think I'm adorable and cuddly and fluffy. You get to suffer through the engineering joke of the week. All right. Ready for this one? Here you go, Rocco. What's the difference between an engineer, a professor with a doctorate in theoretical mathematics, and a frozen pizza? No idea. On a frozen pizza and an engineer, you can feed a family of four. Huh? Oh <laughs> I know it's got awful. <laughs> That's all right. We got we have more stuff for you guys here today because we have one of our favorite and recurring guests back on the show today. We have Ramesh Sridharan from Autodesk is back with us. And Ramesh is the product manager for the infrastructure product team. And he's always fun to have on and, and tell us all the cool things that are going on in the Autodesk infrastructure space. So Ramesh, my friend, we appreciate you being back on the show. How you doing? Absolutely, guys. I'm happy to be on the show. Good, doing good. Good, good, good. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. pleasure. Otherwise, they'd be stuck here talking to Rocco, and who needs that in their life? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as always, I want to I want to give Ramesh a, a chance here to introduce himself first, right? So that uh, new listeners can all understand what an awesome dude he is at what he does. Uh, so, Ramesh, can you give us uh, some specifics on what you do over at Autodesk, and how'd you get to this point in your career? Um, I'm I'm one of the um, senior manager. I used to be a product manager in Autodesk, taking care of some of the products. And to get to this level, I, I followed George from Seinfeld's technique. Just park the car in the morning, take it away late in the night. People think I'm working. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I joined Autodesk for about 10 years back. Oh, almost a decade, man. Uh, yeah, joined as a part of the reality capture-based acquisition. Um, I worked on different aspects in civil engineering, uh, civil infrastructure, and the building design in Autodesk. Um, since last year, I took over the um, role of Recap product manager, uh, working with a talented Recap group in Singapore we got. And in this course of things, I did multiple things. I think we had a previous podcast about InfraWorks-related uh, PM stuff and civil 3D-related um, stuff. But most importantly... For today's discussion, I'm also the PM for Autodesk S3 relationship as well. So kind of sticking my nose out and trying to learn new things that keeps me in the job, I guess. So, so you only have like eight jobs that you do. So what? <laughs> Slacker? <laughs> one, one, of them, one of them should work, right? <laughs> one of them should work, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, folks. So. 
the reason Ramesh is back on the show today is, as he was saying, right, he wants to talk about a very important partnership that Autodesk has become involved with that I think people need to be more aware of. And that's this partnership that they have with Esri. Uh, that's ESRI, for those of you who don't know what that is. Um, and, and for a lot of years, you know, Autodesk and Esri were they're pretty fierce competitors, right? Each trying to kind of get the upper hand in both the GIS and, and infrastructure spaces. And they bumped heads a lot. Uh, but I, I think that really started changing, I'm going to say back around like 2016, 2017 or so. Um, these kind of these two geospatial titans uh, began working together, right? Trying to provide kind of a cohesive design environment where both product lines not only coexisted side by side, but actually thrived and worked well together on the same project. Um, so, you know, Ramesh, what is, what is the Esri Autodesk partnership all about? I mean, is it just about being able to import each other's data into your files? Gotcha. Actually, you kind of summed it up pretty nice that maybe we should wrap up the podcast, right? <laughs> hey, we're all head out. We're done for the day. Thanks for showing up, folks. <laughs> so, no, when you talk about uh, importing each other data, it depends on who you're asking. If you talk about the, the, the hardcore, you know, feet on the mud engineers working on the civil 3D, for example, ask them, they would say, yeah, the data is the main thing. I can get the data now. But it's teeny tiny bit more than that. It's, uh, uh, it's not just the what, it's how and why it makes it a great tool. Um, that's what makes this whole um, Autodesk S3 partnership and some of the tools uh, we built and also S3 also built on their side helps to do that. We all know. Uh, I think I know that you probably did this on engineering joke before. You know what GIS stands for in the olden days, right? Uh, I know what you're going to tell us. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. So like, people used to call it, get it surveyed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that before. I like that. Just get it surveyed. We know geographic yeah. information systems, just get it surveyed. <laughs> yeah. So that's what the, the designers and surveyors used to call the GIS data because, you know, GIS asset management data, traditionally or historically, whatever you want to say. Um, so, but that that kind of made it such a way that the, the GIS kind of stores the existing conditions on the asset level and uh, it stores in a different format. You know, GIS can mean different things. It's a shaped file. It's a obviously S3 standard, but different ways you can store it, different file formats and sizes. It kind of ended up creating a silo in our industry. Even on the introduction, you, you mentioned that Autodesk and uh, um, S3 was uh, bumping their heads on the, on the portfolio. But if you think about it, they both as a separate track. It's not like they're trying to get the same business. It's just a matter of the data never moved from one uh, area to another. And and if you, I think when I was talking with uh, one of the customers, I, I was just in a user conference last uh, month, and one of the customers was saying the two things were kind of like a silos. It's not just because the users made it, but there's not a lot of tools to get the data around one to another. So it ended up to be a silo as a, as a matter of a habit or the workflow instead of that's not what the users intended to. And we've, I mean, everyone started figuring out uh, um, when the technology started booming in the last decade. So we started listening it as well. And that's what the whole thing started. It's about the data access to everyone working in the project at any point in the time of the project without going through hoops. 
But if you ask about just the data, it's like asking is Amazon is just about shopping. Well, yes, but it's way more than that. The convenience to get the data, all those things, right? Same thing. If you ask somebody is civil 3D or infra works, is it just about design? Well, yes, but you can do much more the workflow simulation that makes it the whole thing 360 completeness of your project is what we are after. That's exactly the case here. The data is definitely a starting point, but how the data can work for the users, any typical users, is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Good answer. So, I mean, and that, that's, you know, part of it, like you said, it comes down to the community and the people and how they're using it. Um, so, Rekha, let me wake you up over there. So, you know, we, we have a really big client base in the civil and geo community. Um, yeah, how many of the, of the people that we work with are using both Esri and Autodesk products at some level? Yeah, I don't think that I have, a, you know, real uh, tight polls on, on how many because it's not a conversation that we have too often. But I do run into a lot of folks, particularly at the, at the municipality level, um, state and local governments that are using uh, Esri products. Um, and, and so I think that this, this partnership is going to be very important to those folks in particular. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so I mean, I guess, you know, the first thing for everyone to understand, right, like Ramesh was saying, is traditionally there's, there's, there's been a distinct difference, I guess, in, in, in the focus in this space for each company. Uh, you know, Esri has always been focused on, you know, the, the GIS and the publicly published data, while Autodesk's infrastructure systems are kind of the kings of the design world in this space, right? Like Ramesh was saying, this is between you know, the survey and the design. Um, and I don't think that either company is moving entirely out of their own space here, but I think that they've seen the benefits of kind of working together so that they can focus on doing better in the areas that they're the master of instead of trying to, to be kind of okay across every client's needs, right? Let, let everybody be do what they do best in the way that they know best. Um, so, you know, Ramesh, you know, GIS and design were always at kind of two different poles in, in the civil geospace. Uh, you know, why is it important to understand that? And are, and are both companies planning on maintaining kind of their, their specialty focus? Sure. Um, it's, a, you know, like, like I mentioned before, it, it was considered as a two different poles because there was no connection, easy connection, at least between them. Uh, so they were, I would rather say that as instead of saying the two different poles, they're kind of like a poles apart because there's no easy way to get from one to another. Um, that was the case in the civil and geospace um, um, before. And it's it's always, people always want to have the workflow, they would like to use it, but the lack of connection makes it a big deal. And that's what this technology kind of brought it together. The, you never th thought of using some data set, it might be readily available, you can, now in the retrospect when you see it's so obvious, but when you're actually working on it, you never made that connection before. Like, like for example, this, this thing came up on, one of my discussion with my son lately, when you think about, let's say, volunteering for something, right? You always think of, you know, going somewhere physically on the field, doing something. That's what volunteers. But now you can actually do the volunteering with the computers. I can actually do some stuff, either a teaching or a coaching or even a, a cloud. I, 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 was, I did a lot of time on the mapping and the creating the buildings on some remote areas and somewhere in the world to make the data, GIS data, for example, creating it. So 
Now, who thought of having a volunteering on one side, sitting on the table, the computer on the other side is actually as a relation until you made a connection, those two are the different pools. Similar to here, the same thing. The, when, when you have a GIS data, when engineers want to use some existing condition, they just go send a bunch of people into survey it and uh, bring all those things and start doing it. It never occurred to them, I can actually explore uh, or leverage the GIS data I have because that never occurred as a part of the thing because it's all a file-based workflows in the past. If I have to get some data, let's say Rocco is my GIS manager. I need to call Rocco, I need to explain what it is and, uh, and send him the area of interest and all those things in the file format. Then you have to upload it, download all those things come into picture, right? It kind of uh, discourages people, it discouraged people um, um, in the past and then the file format, all those things come into picture. Uh, so with the current trend or even the past trend, um, the future need of the large infrastructure projects is something our design community is facing new type of challenges. It's nothing new. You, you guys know it. Everybody know it. Um, the challenges we are facing is not based on the, what the traditional way of we are designing is completely new. Now our civil engineers, for example, need to understand uh, when you're building a highway or, or in a site design, they need to know about the population growth, the population movement, the sustainability, water availability, power availability, diversity, whatnot. You know, these are a few things. So where are you going to get those data in an in a easy, accessible fashion? And I can you incorporate those in my design because we are building the design for tomorrow, not for yesterday. Uh, so that's why we are in this new era of this infrastructure that need new and smart ways of working with the data and access to the data is fundamental. That's a long way of saying how the poles are coming together. Now with the, there's a cloud-based technology, there is a need for the data, designers need the GIS data, and the GIS folks need the G, uh, design information. It kind of, something has to happen to make it close seamlessly. Otherwise, we can't have the better and better to design what we see in the outside in the real world uh, as we see today. And that's what brought this whole thing together. That's the customer need partly, and uh, it's a great that our, some of our strategy team and the product development teams on both Autodesk and Estuary side kind of have the vision to look through it, and uh, I'm, gl I'm glad they made it happen. That's why bringing those things together, uh, those two poles, as you say. I think that's great, right? I, I think your, your point is evaluating, right? Just because both companies work at those opposite ends of the pole doesn't mean there is not a ton of overlap in the middle section. Um, you know, GIS data, it's, it's a great tool for general and, and preliminary design data on your project, right? And, and even the folks who live in that, you know, GIS publicly accessible data world, like Ramesh was saying, they still have need of, of you know, detailed site design, surfaces, utilities information in, in order to update and make their information on the GIS side as accurate and as useful as possible. Um, and, and, and modern infrastructure projects, just it needs a little bit of both, right, from, from the user end. Uh, and, and that, I think, is, to me, the real benefit of, of this partnership, right? We all get to easily add and use and move data back and forth between both systems. I think it's, that's wonderful. Um, so, Ramesh, let me ask you this. From, from an engineer's perspective, right, what, what, what are the benefits and, and on what products specifically do you think they're going to see the benefits of this Esri Autodesk partnership the most? Uh, good question. So, before that, I, I would like to say that eventually they, they will, the customers obviously, they will and they should see 
all the products across the industry uh, flowing, I mean, data flow between them very easily. And like, I mean, I always use this as an example, like how the, the telecom and the cloud-based workflows can work seamlessly between the devices and the clouds. You don't realize it, right? When you, when you store something, you want the data to be available at the other side. You don't care is the wrong word. You do care, but you, you we want that the things should work. And same thing with the AAC design as well. Things should work uh, seamlessly across all the players. I'm pretty sure how this the, the technology goes. Uh, eventually, everyone in the market will have those data flow more seamlessly. And Autodesk and S3, I would say, is one of the first of many to come in future. Um, but uh, this has to happen in the industry for the sake of the industry, obviously. And within Autodesk as well, the same thing. It's the, Autodesk has a lot of products, right? So we wanted to have, um, it's a two things, like a bootstrapping method. We want to have this capability on some of the key products so that the customers can see the benefits, see what this thing can unlock that that kind of you know makes their business grow and make it better. So in keeping those in mind, we started with the civil infrastructure products. So if today the user wants to see some of these uh, uh, S3 integration, we call it connector for ArcGIS. It's a, it's a, it's a feature in the civil 3D, for example. It's also the feature in InfraWorks and uh, Map3D as well. Uh, that lets user connect directly to S3 Cloud, uh, ArcGIS Online or their own proprietary cloud, whatnot. You can get any feature service or raster services into the Autodesk product. And you, with the geometry and the attributes, you're not missing anything. You get all of them and you can work on it. And cool part is not only that you work on it, you can make some changes and you can push it back to the GIS side. And so now the GIS folks working on it as well to check it out also and make some update, make this seamless um, flow of the information is what we are uh, working on. So Civil 3D, InfraWork, those are the main products. Um, but here's where the audience of this podcast, the designers and the modelers should help us push the technology even further. Uh, I always compare, I, I, people watch our podcast together. I use this iPhone example for some reason all the time because it explains simply I don't know. Uh, one of the iPhone example in this particular case is, you know, when iPhone came for the first time, it was kind of a push in the market, right? You this It had an MP3 player and the ability to call. Well, you already had those things in a different devices. This just brought everything together. So at that time, the company, the Apple in this case, pushes that. But as soon as the customer starts seeing it, they started leveraging the technology. Now the users started pushing for the advancement, the better camera, better cloud storage, more apps and all those things is because the customer's needs started growing, customers started asking for it. If, they, if nobody asked, for example, you know, many of those things might not even came on because there's no use case for it, right? So I would strongly urge for the customers listening to this podcast and get this word out. Use the technology and leverage everything you have to make the product better. Like, like I said, the new generation of the design we are doing and that will help us. So things should happen similarly, uh, like the iPhone stuff should happen here. Uh, push the technology and developers, like in Autodesk and S3, we, we, we keenly listen to their words. Sometimes, if you look at the forum, sometimes people think we don't listen. That's not true. You know, we, we, we listen also. Sometimes we read in between the lines as well. So 
What's the standard way of saying operators are waiting, calling anytime? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, perfect. Yes. And it is funny. And we do promise that you know, Ramesh is not on Apple's payroll. He actually does work for Autodesk, I promise. But he does use that one every time he's on. But it is a good analogy. So, all right. So let's take a quick uh, break here to get a word in from our sponsor. And when we get back, I want to ask Ramesh uh, about where he sees this Esri Autodesk partnership going in the future. All right. So stand by, folks. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the Town Call Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Jim and Rocco with Zentech Consultants. And we wanted to talk to you a little bit today about the training options that we have available here for you guys at Zentech Consultants. We offer public training classes as well as private custom courses for all of your software and design needs. So, Rocco, why don't you tell the folks what kind of uh, training we offer and how do they reach out to us to get it going for them? Yeah, Jim, we cover everything from uh, from Bluebeam to Autodesk to Microsoft to BricsCAD uh, to civil site design training and beginner through to advanced level topics. Um, like you said, both public and uh, and private courses. Um, if you've got if you got a group and want to run a class specifically for your team, we can help you. So just uh, feel free to hit our website. We're at zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K. Or you can give us a ring, 866-824-4459. Or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. There you go. Zentech Consultants for all of your technology training needs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We're talking with Ramesh Sridharan. Sorry, I almost messed up your name again. <laughs> uh, from Autodesk about the, the partnership that they have formed with Esri uh, to make it easier for all of us to access and integrate GIS data into our standard infrastructure designs and vice versa. Um, and, and in the first half of today's show, we talked about how this partnership benefits engineers, right? And their data access. Um, but I want to talk about what other benefits it can bring to our listeners and, and where it might be heading uh, down the road a bit. Um, so, so Ramesh, let's start with the benefits of, of partnering with, with Esri. Um, is it strictly related to uh, engineering data or is there more involved between your two companies that folks should be aware of? Sure. In fact, this goes back to the, the initial one I said. GIS used to stand for the Get It Surveyed, and that, that's exactly people think GIS data is not uh, engineering grade or something. But now, the, with the technologies and the, with the way the data is stored, the question is data is just a data. The question should be how accurate and relevant the data is. That's what it doesn't matter whether I'm a civil engineer using it for my civil infrastructure design or I'm going to be a building designer. I want to know the things around my building I'm constructing or designing or renovating what is there. So how accurate and how relevant it is um, to use it. Uh, and that's where the whole industry is heading. So if you use that data for engineering, well, it's engineering data. If you only use it for some other purposes, some other data. So. Um, that the SV, uh, on the S3 side, they did a fantastic job on curating some of this data. Uh, if you call it like a, um, if you see like a living atlas layers, that's what they call it, the public data, and also there are a lot of other data available as well. So now with this connector for ArcGIS, uh, I was talking about before, that's available in Civil 3D and uh, InfraWorks and other places. You can bring in, excuse me, any of those data sets um, into your project. 
Um, um, I gave a different example. Like here, if you start talk about, let's say you mentioned engineering data, right? I'm doing some um, 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 site design, for example. I would like to know some geotechnical data underneath what's the what's below there, and I would like to know some soil information or some parcels information. All those things are, you know, you can quote unquote call it as a GIS data, but it is needed for my engineering design to make it successful. Oh, and on top of it, if you guys are in California and Australia, then the, the earthquake, earth tectonic movements data information needs to come through as well. So that's exactly what this partnership helps. So now I'm sitting here as a designer and I would like to get those information that helps me make the good design and vice versa. If I'm a GIS sign and yes, I have all these things, I would like to make sure the new design information, the BIM modeling or those kind of information come in. So what else we can add to make this data more valuable to complete the cycle uh, to go on. That's exactly what uh, two companies, Autodesk and S3, uh, looking forward on this part. That's what we've been accomplishing so far. Um, but from here, we have, we have some roadmap plans as well, but mostly what are the other data customer wants to uh, use it and leverage it. That's exactly where this is going. Nice. All right, so, so Rocco, you know, like you said earlier, right, we, we don't do a ton of, of Esri GIS work here at Zentech, uh, but we do spend a lot of time <laughs> helping engineers and surveyors streamline their internal workflows. Um, how important has this partnership been to those clients, right? Do a lot of them, you know, uh, talk about it and, 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 and use the integrations for Esri and, into the Autodesk design world and vice versa? Yeah, like I was saying before, I don't I don't have a lot of discussions with folks, but I, I it's it I think it's going to become more and more important as the word gets out about this this partnership, right? I mean, obviously we've been talking through all the benefits here, um, and it's it's up to us to get the word out uh, to to help people become further aware of what's what their capabilities are. Fair enough. A lot of discussions to come. There you go. That's it. So we're going to put Rocco to work, making him actually go out and talk to people about this. See, I like it, Ramesh. You come in here and you make Rocco actually do something. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, you know, what, one of the things that, that's caught my attention in recent years uh, has been the way that Esri and Autodesk are moving forward together into the cloud and integration space, right? And, and Ramesh touched a little bit on this. Um, it's It's no longer just about being able to access or import each other's data, but, but it's actually getting to the point where both systems are fully integrating into a centralized model or, or, or data storage, right? That can be accessible to all users on a project, which is amazing to me. Um, you know, in particular, I have seen just a bit about the, uh, the GeoBIM tool. Um, and, and I kind of want to get Ramesh to tell us about that in a little bit more detail, right? So, so Ramesh, what exactly is GeoBIM, right? And what can it do and, and how do listeners access it and work it into their own projects? Absolutely, man. So when we, when we work on these tools, right, I, I, um, we, we have multiple, we have multiple, not a research topics, multiple topics. We actually do it and see which one helps the customer for a different persona. I know we talked. Um, um, all day today about the, the data and the engineer's persona on bringing the GIS data into engineering and so on and so forth. But then there's another persona where um, the visual, like a, like a project manager, for example, let's say um, Rocco is a project manager. Jim, you're working on the um, civil 3D and the Revit side and I am hey, on the GIS. I have to work for him. No fair. <laughs> Why can't I be the boss for once? 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Alex, you're working on the film 3D of Revit. How was that? Happy? That was much better. Thank you. <laughs> I just gave you a promotion. So, very <laughs> So you want to know, Jim, you're saying that you know, the project is there. When you talk to the, talk to Rocco for the status update and he gives you everything, you know, the team is working on blah, blah, blah. We are on the target, all those things. And you ask me, so Ramesh, how is going to the GIS side, uh, the, 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 the information? So I'm like, yeah, we created these maps and the, these web maps and all those things. It's there. Yeah, you got those information, but you, you like to see visually to get this, you know, the, 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 the palpable data and also have like a status update, like something measurable, viewable, share with the stakeholders and so on and so forth. That was always a bit of a lacking. Right? You don't get to see the output till the end. Well, you can see in the middle, the Rocco can show you some civil 3D drawing and I can open up my GIS and show you a bunch of lines and points that I'm gonna help you to what you want to do. So, and also on top of this, we are working on everything on the cloud-based. So, uh, like I said before, S3 has the Autodesk online, the portal, the web scenes, and all those good stuff. And on Autodesk side, we have the Autodesk uh, construction cloud where you can push your Revit and Civil 3D and InfraWorks and Recap and all those models, and you can share and view anytime you want. So we thought, how about bringing those two together so that one window where you can look through, not like a window, like a Windows window, like imagine you are on a, now I'm, I'm, gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you an office on like 15th floor or 20th floor. Dude, today's a good day for you. Yeah, I like my <laughs> new job. <laughs> you, look, you look through the window and you see, you're able to um, um, get the, the Revit model on the site and you see it on the one side and the other side is the GIS information. What are the issues that your team is working on? How much solved? How much is resolved? What more to go? All those things. Imagine there is a dashboard or the window that gives you all the information. And now you don't have to call and email multiple people. You can check that status update anytime you want. And it is way more than status update. I'm just giving that example just for the understanding sake. But the GeoBeam, what it gives you is that visual uh, aggregation of the data from various different things. I, I know in the, as a matter of, I, I just explained multiple things as a matter of in a language, uh, the bringing the Revit model, the Naviswork model, the Civil 3D one, the GIS, the web scenes, the web maps, all those things, each has its own persona, you know, per se, you know what I'm saying? And bringing those into one view and getting an update is not an easy task uh, so far, but with the GeoBIM, you can. So that's exactly what GeoBIM is trying to do. And this is something, it's a little bit new to the customers also. Um, people sometimes confuse when just because of GeoBIM, I just said uh, you can get the civil 3D and all those things together. Well, now I can get all the data. It's like a super um, 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 connector for ArcGIS and steroids. Not exactly. The connector for ArcGIS is a tool where you get the data itself into your civil 3D and InfraWorks and whatnot and work on the data and the geometry and the attributes and so on. GeoBIM is a visual aggregation where you can view the views from ACC, Autodesk Construction Cloud and ArcGIS Online and so on for the for the like status and the project updates and things like that. So it's the two different tools for completely different persona, but kind of like a two sides of the coin fills the purpose. Nice. All right. I, I have to say, I really, I love <laughs> that everything Autodesk is doing recently is, is kind of gearing towards moving to this concept of centralized, integrated, cloud-based 
model structures. Um, you know, it, it was announced as a big part of their future planning at last year's AU. Um, and I see that that concept is really beginning to permeate every single Autodesk product, right? And, and I think that earns Autodesk, you know, a big thumbs up um, in, in that they're really adding incredibly valuable integrations and tools that are purely for the benefit of the end user, which I think goes to what Ramesh was saying earlier, that even though sometimes maybe it doesn't seem like it right away, they are listening. Um, and I think that that things like, you know, the Esri partnership growth uh, and the centralized model concepts of, you know, Forma and so on, they, they really give people a much better feeling about their annual subscription licensing fees, right? When they see that that investment, that money is going towards developing better processes and features that don't require them to go out and, and, and buy entirely new software systems to access and work with. Um, so, you know, Ramesh, with, with that in mind, what can you tell us about kind of the future of the Esri Autodesk partnership and, and what kind of features and tools might we be working towards here in your group over the next year or two? Absolutely. So actually, you, you again, one more time, you summed up pretty nice. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, Autodesk <laughs> should hire me. You just gave me the 20th floor. If you hire me, can I get to the 25th? <laughs> See, you, now you're for second promotion now. Just <laughs> one second. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. So the, the accessing, I mean, it, if it boils down to, right, if you had to, if I had to put one sentence um, to share the vision and where we're going is accessing the data, uh, actually accessing the information from the data anywhere, anytime during your engineering design lifecycle and model lifecycle and leverage it, make the better design. That's kind of like a key uh, mantra. We are trying to make it happen as simple and as easy as possible. So I already talked about the connector. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention that the connector um, uh, for ArcGIS came up with a really great feature in 24.0 release in Civil 3D. Now you can custom style it. Uh, you know, the, previously you can just, the data comes into Civil 3D, but there are lines and points, right? It does, doesn't come in the way you want to come in as a civil engineer. Uh, you spend like a half an hour or whatever amount of time to stylize the way you want to before starting using the data. We thought that's kind of a pain in the neck. So we added the stylization capability. You can set up the settings the way you want. So when you bring the data, click off a button, it comes in the stylization labeling and the, even as a uh, AutoCAD objects or the 2D or 3D feature line, whatnot. You can set up all those things based on a query. It comes in the way you want to, how you want to. It's like ordering a, a specific coffee in a Starbucks or wherever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how no, that's good a, you that, That's a great add-on. I, I saw that. And it's something that people have been begging for for a long time. I mean, that's a great, great advancement you guys have tied in there. Absolutely, yeah. See, we are listening. I told you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's the that's the connector part, and we're we're working on it. That's so something called property mapping. Now, not only the data, now we're working on getting the attributes from the GIS side, uh, map it in a specific areas like a property sets or the UDPs or even a civil 3D properties exactly where you want to. So it kind of like a feels and works like a civil 3D data itself but it's still connected to GIS. You can go ground tripping anytime you want. Uh, we are going in that angle of the making that, that really, we made the connection seamless. Now how about working with the data itself is so seamless, it's, it's kind of embedded into the product. So we are adding a lot of capabilities and uh, researching a lot of capabilities on top of it to make that happen. 
uh, same thing on the GeoView. There are fantastic team on both Autodesk side and the S3 side making that experience even simpler, even better um, to bring those two cloud data sets or visual aggregation together, like I mentioned. But moving forward, this is where the fun part is. The sky is the limit. A lot of stuff can come in. I mentioned before uh, the feature services and raster services can come in today. How about think uh, if from the, I, this is where anybody who is uh, um, listening to the podcast, close your eyes for a second. Imagine Im imagine the future, like two years from now, you want what are the data sets which would make it easier? Like have a big, think big, um, have a bigger wish list. I want the geotechnical data. I want uh, the, the what are the, the complete population data sets. I want the rasters. I want the base maps. Those are all the back end stuff. You might not even know what you need today. Even even tomorrow, you might not know that layer is useful. But when you look at it, then use it and make a better design. That's what the value comes out. Uh, those initiatives are actually we're working on, especially on the base maps and better rasters uh, through the, across the products. By the way, the one thing I didn't mention is a um, lot of uh, S3 integration happens uh, happen on the Innovise um, products, Infoworks, and all those suits as well. Uh, I've been focusing more on the civil 3D and infraworks. This universe uh, integration happened. That release also came up, and we're working on that as well. So having this uh, GIS data everywhere uh, with the rasters and base maps help. And even further, I, when you talk about the data, imagine the big data sets, like the 3D models, uh, reality capture data. Uh, imagine you fly and uh, upload the images, and next thing you see is automatically features being extracted in your civil engineering or your BIM models popping up in the rabbit for you to do a, a existing condition, building renovation workflows. Imagine those workflows, we can make it possible with this uh, partnership and with this workflows. We are thinking in that aspect, uh, making it bigger, uh, large data sets, but without losing the eye on, on, on the smaller items, keep the foot on the ground as well. So that's exactly the kind of a sense of a direction we are going. This is where um, anyone listening to, I'm sure this will come in a different uh, um, media. Post your feedback, post your link, post your um, um, suggestions. Um, um, that's where we can make it uh, hear from you and make it better. Perfect. I love that. I love where you guys are going. I said it's, it's been the dream for years. I can't wait to see where it all ends up. Um, so, all right, folks. So, like I always do, and Ramesh is used to this, right? Whenever I have a guest on, I always like to give them one last chance to hit on a topic that I would, you know, just wasn't smart enough to ask about, which means a whole lot of things because I'm an idiot. Um, but all right, Ramesh, how about it, my friend? What else do you want our listeners to know about on today's topic? Sure. Um, two things. First thing is, first things first, right? Um, get the latest version, try out the new features and the workflows. Um, like I said, InfraWorks infra and the Civil 3D 2024, the 2024.1 is coming up soon. Um, so try out those new features, give us your feedback. Um, if you're trying today, click that update button and get the latest one. Uh, you, you, you won't regret. And the other part is, I also already made this point, so make your voice heard. So let me say something different. Okay, since I talked about a lot of future stuff, um, think for the tomorrow's design. Because the product you are requesting, the features you are requesting, um, the feature you want to happen, it's for you to create and design for tomorrow, not for yesterday. So yes, yesterday's problems needs to be resolved, but there are tomorrow's problems also coming up. So if you keep on working on yesterday's problem, we will never be done with it. We'll never catch up to the tomorrow. So 
give us uh, I, I'm, I'm not I, i'm not saying the users are not thinking about it don't get me wrong uh, what i'm saying is when we talk about these kind of futures that what you work on what are the, the problems you will encounter tomorrow and what autodesk uh, autodesk and s3 in this case how we can also think in the same angle same vision with you and make those problems go away with the provide proper solutions in an easy and usable manner uh, that's what we, we are really trying to think behalf of all the users but if you users can chime in and give us some um, inputs and stuff it'll be a wonderful world a wonderful world and i won't sing the song so we'll be good all right folks <laughs> thank <laughs> well, god thank god for that <laughs> uh, we're gonna leave it there for today but as always i want to thank ramesh for being on our show yet again um, I actually think, Rako and I did a quick check before the show. Ramesh, you are now officially our most frequent guest at this point. Do you believe that? Oh, that's so cool. That's a very cool thing. We have you more on more than anyone else. So we very much appreciate you always taking the time. And it is always a pleasure to have you here, sir. So thank you so much for being such a big supporter of the show. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. I can't believe thank you, Ramesh. Hear from you a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna get out of here, and we'll catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net or you can even call us 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.